Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to the nuclear family. Oh, my God. Hackmaster <laughs> Ralph Rebasher, MD. Ay, Alex Bernard Rasmussen. And Andy Bernard. Oh, wait. Andy Bernard. And Melissa Bernard. Oh, you got the stiff arm there for a second. <laughs> it's fine. And the rest. And I the rest. I can forget about all the time. <laughs> You're kind of the Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Was it Professor and Marianne? Yeah, oh, they Professor just were like, Marianne. we'll go through everybody and else. The rest, but yeah. we're just gonna There's no time for the next <laughs> two. So Professor cold. and Marianne. Kristen Bird joins us next with the family. <laughs> Dougie, what's happening to my favorite Nissan stores? Well, a lot, actually. Last month, Dan Resch and the Burnsville team finished number one in the state, and the month before, J-Lo and the Coon Rapids team took the top state spot. KQ listeners. Yeah, I've had to explain what a pair of choppers means to some of the staff. Anyway, this month, we want to talk about a couple killer finance deals on 2020 Muranos and 2020 Rogues. Read this. This month at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan, get 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new Rogue or 0% for 72 months on a brand new Murano. Wow, 0 for 72 months on a Murano? Yeah, I don't remember the last time we did that. Yeah, I don't remember the last time the Vikes beat the Packers either. Yeah, too soon. But wait, there's more. Not only do you get 0% on Rogue and Murano, but you also get Walzer Care. It's a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty, and it's absolutely free, but only at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. That is a wrap. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And of course, Kristen Burt with us. Kristen, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Marvelous. I have to run some stuff by you because um, whenever I, I want to... That's one thing I will tell you that, that uh, Hulu and I suppose Netflix and all those kinds of things that did for me is whenever I want to look back in time and figure out what society was really like, I go back and watch really old 
TV shows, not movies, because TV shows were kind of like the order of the day, you know what I mean, where movies are all over the place. Mm-hmm. But TV shows in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s really reflected that, that period, right? Absolutely. Okay, so last night I sat down and watched three episodes of The Naked City, which was out in 1950. You remember that, don't you, Ralphie? The Naked yeah. City? Yeah. 1958. It was about the Minneapolis, excuse me, the uh, New York City police force. There was a movie out in 1948 called Naked City. It was based on that movie. That was 48, though. This was 58. And the reason I bring this up, I just wanted to see, you know, the feeling toward police at that time, how they, how society handled things. I learned a few things about how different the world is now, 62 years later. You want to hear what they are? Because it's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, so Naked City. I watched three episodes. Who was committing all the crimes in 1958 in New York City? The Italians? Oh, God, no. No Italians. No? (laughs) No, because he controlled the media. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) No Italians were committing crimes in New York in 58, believe me. Yes, in 1958. It's actually very obvious. Now, you have to understand that in 1958, there were like four black people on television. Nat King Cole was one, and there were, you know, people like that. Not very many. So there were no black people, so you can't guess black people, because there weren't any. I think Amos and Andy might have been on in 58. That's probably it. But you know who committed all the crimes in 1958 in the uh, show Naked City? All three episodes, and I checked some new ones. It holds true. The Irish. Every Every crime on that show was committed by an immigrant. (laughs) (laughs) Every one of them. In the first episode, it's great because they show this young man. He looks like he's about 17, asleep in his bed with like six siblings, all seven kids sleeping in the same bed. Meet Julio. Julio is from Puerto Rico. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> they did that well, deal. you're looking at West Side Story. Yeah. That term- kind of, yep. yeah. Yes. So that would make sense in terms of how Hollywood was writing stories at the time. Well, you're they, absolutely they, they've right. Been like that forever, though. I mean, for a long time, it was always the German guy. Yeah. For some, it was always the Russian guy from right. the period. If it's right. a Boston story, it's Irish. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was always the Arab <laughs> guy for about a decade after 9-11. You know, now, now it's the white guy. Every every ethnicity guy, is like, just like, for about 10 years, it's always that ethnicity. It is. You're absolutely right. Now. And then Hollywood claims to be all, you know, diverse and... Uh, you know, sensitive to different types of people. It's like, no, you see types of people as props. That's very true. Okay, I'll close with this. So another episode, uh, the cop's getting a gunfight with this guy, and he shoots at the cop, so the cop returns fire and kills him. James Franciscus was the cop who shot him. Okay? Remember James Franciscus? Yeah. Oh, sure. Do you remember him at all, Kristen? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, very handsome young man. Uh, one thing I will mention before I go on with this final episode is every single person on that TV show was smoking constantly. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, they're hitting the heaters like there's no tomorrow. Uh, so they're all smoking up a storm. And then I, I found out later, because I checked, that James Franciscus, the young man who's always smoking it along with everybody else, died at, at 57 years old of emphysema. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> No, here's my favorite I, part. So 
I was gonna, I was just gonna say the smoking thing. I always find it shocking to see old Johnny Carson clips to see people drinking and smoking. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah. So to close, so the uh, the cop returns fire, kills the guy. So they take it to court. They're in court, and the guy, uh, the criminal's uh, uh, mother, is there. You know who Maria Uspenskaya is? You know who that I is? Don't. She was the gypsy in the werewolf movies. The the sign of the pentagram. Oh, yeah. That woman? <laughs> that was Maria Ospenskaya. And this woman looked and sounded just like Maria Ospenskaya. And she comes out of court. Now, I have to tell you up front that the court officer was trying to be nice to her. But what he says to her in 1958, if you said that to somebody now, they would probably sue you to death. But he was trying to be gentle and nice with her. And she goes... Why did they kill my child? They murdered him in the streets. And she's doing the whole Bella Lugosi accent and all that, right? Like, yeah. Why did they kill my son? I loved my son. And they just, he died in the streets. And the guy to calm her down puts his hands out, like, you know, Jesus <laughs> up on the mount, puts his hands out and he goes, you got to understand, those are the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> having your kid murdered, that's just how it is. Mm, your kid got murdered because that's the breaks. Easy come, easy go. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah. So it's you think the so world wrong, has changed so a little bit in the last 62 years? Yes. I, think I mean, it, it has and it hasn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, true. I, I think it's, it's the approach, it's how it's written, um, and... Yes, now they're they're creating more diverse stories, but you go back. There's always been an anti-immigrant sentiment in this country. Oh yeah, in every country. Every country, yes. Yeah, it's true. But you can't say that the U.S. has been immune to it. Or oh no, it's a, it's a new phenomenon in you know the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. By no means is it right. In, in some countries, it's an absolute uh, uh, sentiment. In that Japan, you 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 can't. It's about six people they naturalize every year. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, you just don't get in there. Oh, you know, during yeah. the Tokugawa period in Japan, yeah. if a foreigner landed on Japan's soil, they were killed on the spot. They killed them, yeah. I remember that. They killed me reading so, about that. They you know, killed them. Our, our immigration well, policy isn't that bad on the in the big picture. Exactly. That's exactly right. I will call upon God to rain down upon you. <laughs> His mother was the greatest ever. She was very touching about it. I will him. call down a reckoning on you. A reckoning on you. You will never forget. <laughs> she was really upset. That's all I know. But, you know, she didn't understand. Those are the breaks, you know? Your kid got shot to death. Too bad. In any case, so, Kristen, do we have any... Any like movies coming out that we should go see, or am I? I, I was laughing because I was like, I knew you were going to ask me about movies, and I'm like, you know that most of the movie studios have quit on this year, right? I know. <laughs> like everybody's I, know. Out. I was like, uh, I mean, Disney is like, we are out. Um, they've they've pulled yep. Spielberg's West Side Story. They've pulled Black Widow. Everything's getting pushed to 2021. It's kind of a domino effect because. With Black Widow pushed, it pushes some of the other Marvel movies even later into 2021 and 2022. You will get um, Pixar's Soul that's going to come out Thanksgiving weekend. I'm going to assume they are going to do any, as many theaters as they can. Right. They'll probably do something similar like Mulan with a premiere package kind of thing on Disney Plus where you can purchase it if you want to because this year is a wash for movies. And yeah. yeah. I don't even know if they're going to be able to pull off the Oscars. i got to be honest, because a lot of movies, like Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, would have been one of those that would have been in the mix for something. 
and now you've pushed it to next year. So I, I just don't know that the Oscars are going to come off the way they are. I mean, Netflix and, and Hulu can push all of their movies because they're streaming, but a lot of the other studios are in a lot of a whole lot of hurt. Well, there must have been a number of movies in the can that just needed post-production that before this COVID thing started. Were those movies released or? No, they don't want to release them because when you have a $200 million budget, you're not making that money back by releasing them. Okay. Because New York and L.A. are not open. Right. Our theaters right. are probably not going to open until 2021. So, and, you know, they, they've had to relax some of the Oscar rules, of course. They've extended the time. It'll extend into early 2021 for releases. But I just don't see that that's going to happen. Um, Netflix is releasing, this month, they're releasing one of their films that will is trying for um, Oscar season, The Trial of Chicago 7. And, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's Aaron Sorkin's film. Yeah. So, but, but, so people like Netflix have been sitting kind of pretty throughout this pandemic because they're like, well, you know, we're all set and ready to go. But when you have a $200 million budget, like Mulan did, they released it. They only made about $60 million from right. that home release. Right. It's not going to make its money back. God, it's, it's, a, it's a losing proposition. It is really, really sad. Uh Really unfortunate, as a matter of fact, uh, that this whole situation is going on. Matter of fact, we got to take a break, but we'll be right back. And I want to ask you guys I talked to an economist this morning. Uh, it wasn't a cheerful conversation, I will tell you that. We'll be right back more with Kristen Burt right after this. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy, at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great <laughs> it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? <laughs> North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. We are back. Kristen Burt with us, ladies and gentlemen, I should mention. Um, and a lot of people uh, are not going to want to hear this. It's true. But um, I talked to an economist this morning. And he said, if you think 2020 was a pain, uh, 2021 is going to make 2020 look like an ideal year. He said, we have financial problems coming up in 2021 that I don't know how we're going to get around. That is not very exciting to hear, you know what I mean? Uh, well, I think people are forgetting, too. We are a day, maybe two days away from the airlines laying everyone off. Right, right. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Now I feel even worse. Way to I'm go, sorry. sister. I'm sorry. Well, what is he saying? Is, is he saying we are heading into a depression? Because some people are considering New York, Nevada, and California in a depression because entertainment drives so much of the economy. You know, Las yeah, Vegas, yeah. New York City, Los Angeles. And 
L.A. is getting, is starting to get back, at least with production, but New York City is not going to be able to open Broadway. They're thinking spring 2021. I'll be honest, I think fall 2021 is more realistic. Yeah, that's what he said, as a matter of fact. He said fall. It's, he said it'll be a, a year from now before we see any signs of maybe some bit of a, uh, a, bit of, a little bit of a comeback. I don't know. It's... Uh... Was he calling it a recession or calling it a depression? That was my, that's my other, you're yeah, seeing he, depression starting, that people are flirting with it now. Yes. Using that term. And that's, that's exactly what he was thinking, that he was thinking more of a depression than, you know, the rest of it. So I, uh, it just, the whole thing is just sad. I think people have been saying that every year for Ever. three centuries. Yeah, now. but look at the money that's being burned at the stake. Well, I mean, it's, if oh, you had God. to guess what our debt to GDP ratio is, what would you guess? I don't know. Is that looking good? Extremely. Is it really? Yeah. Debt to GDP. Forty-one percent. Basically, that will that be the one thing that would save us then. Well, it's yeah. The the thing that people don't remember is okay. Yeah, twenty trillion dollars is a lot of money, but it's nothing compared to what America generates yes, in a year. That's true. That's true. So the debt to GDP, our debt debt to GDP is better than most first world countries. Oh, I'm sure that's true. Here's what I want to know, though. The rich are getting richer, and then you've got the lower and middle class who are struggling. We have a lot of moratoriums on evictions right now. What happens when all of that is released? What happens when those floodgates are open? I think people are going to move out of the city because it's unaffordable. But you owe that money. If you owe your landlord $10,000, $15,000, $20,000, which can... You know, that can stack up pretty quickly here in Los Angeles, New York City, San Francisco. Has even nothing to do with people leaving the city. Where is No one's going to have any money. The landlords don't have money to pay their mortgage. You're going to see a right. domino effect there. Yeah. Well, one of the things that he cited was, you notice how it's gotten colder, Tom? And I went, yes, I have noticed that it's gotten colder. Uh, what are you thinking to do with all those restaurant patrons that are eating outside? Because mm-hmm. up in your area, Tom, they're not going to be able to eat outside nope. at all. No, they won't. <clears throat> so I don't know what the restaurants are going to do. Are they going to be closed for an entire year? Because then they'll pretty much all go out of business. Correct. Can't do that. Yeah. And that Yelp survey that came out that was it 60% of businesses in the restaurant, nightlife, bar industry had permanently closed already. Oh, God. Sixty percent of uh, food service or hospitality food service is closed? It's already permanently closed. Gone. Because of the pandemic. Because (laughs) I I think people, if you haven't worked in the restaurant industry, the margins are so razor thin. And I think what people don't realize is that the way that they were paid, they're going to have to change the model, let's be honest. But your, say you, what month are we in? September. Your September profits would then pay for... Um, last month's bills, and so they were always running behind. You know what I love about you the most, Kristen Burt? What? Because <laughs> like most women that I've ever known that I really like, you say things like, what month is it on the 29th day of the month? What month is it? I just want you to know, too, that by the way, <laughs> I'm one of those crazy people who dresses their animal for Halloween. Oh, love it. I know. Just it's, just bear with me. I'm crazy. I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> my cat is going to be a Christmas tree because we are ushering in Christmas November 1st. We're going to celebrate it for two months because it oh, makes me happy. And I'm going to have, it's going to smell like Christmas. I'm going to have Christmas lights in my house and I'm going to just have the last two months of the year as nothing but happiness. 
That's very funny you mentioned that because Mike McVeigh, who's one of the, you know, I don't want to call him brilliant because he might hear that I said that, so I'll just say he's a very smart guy. He thinks that people, that radio stations should start playing Christmas music pretty much the same time you're talking. The day after Halloween, he thinks they should play Christmas music uh, all of November and December. He said people really need it. I'm okay with that. I have to be honest. I told my husband, I'm like, lights are going up. We're not going to get, we get a real Christmas tree, so that'll be obviously after Thanksgiving. But right. like everything else is going to be a Christmas extravaganza. No, that's exactly it. Tonight, you guys were talking about they already do that. No, he's talking about everybody doing it. Oh, everybody, not just like not the, just Christmas the Christmas channel. station, you know, Christmas it. channel. Yeah, yeah. he's well, talking about everybody doing it. Well, what I've tried, what I've tried to do is I tried to uh, embrace an ecumenical uh, holiday season. Oh, here we go. Uh, which which start which start which starts with Assumption Day for you Catholics. You would understand what Assumption Day is, and then I say Happy Holidays to everybody because we just finished the Jewish holidays and we have the Satanic holiday coming up. Yes, so, we do. And then and All Saints Day. So we have all these this sort of continuous flow of holidays. Uh, all the way through the last holiday, the holiday season, which is Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, on February fourth or whatever. So, yeah, so you get the so you just have these continuous. So I think I think that uh, playing the holiday, start playing whatever, get whatever music you can out now for holidays. Can let's run it through. Mm-hmm. Cheer people yeah. up. I mean, yeah. you're looking for it to cheer you up, aren't you, Kristen? Yeah, it just makes me happy. Right. I, obviously, it's going to be very challenging as well with an upcoming election. So I just want happiness. You know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to call you just out of the blue someday and start singing Blue Christmas and then just hang up. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. Well, I mean, you're not the only one. Like, um, I see a meme going around on Facebook. There's there's no rules in 2020. Just oh, put yeah. that Christmas tree yeah. up. There you go. Put <laughs> it up. Just do it now. <laughs> a lot of people do have it up already. Well, yeah. It's they because do. Because yep. they're so I'm... sick of this year that they're yep. just like, I just need to oh, yeah. see something joyful. Yeah, I've seen about to put up the Christmas tree and call it a year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yep. It's just going around on Facebook. Everyone's so hey, tired of it. I like it. I think as soon as the election's over, half of this is going to go away mysteriously. Well, I wouldn't Probably. doubt that at all, Andrew, yeah. except for do you think the election... Kristen, also, I want you to jump in on this. Do you think this election is going to drag on forever because of the absentee ballots and the mail-in ballots? Oh, yeah, they're going to find yeah, ballots. Yeah, so for... you know how everyone's saying, you have a voting plan, decide what you're going to do. And originally I was thinking, I'm going to do my mail-in ballot. And then I thought twice about this. And, and our election stations are opening October 24th here in California. And I thought, I'm going in person. Because I've been expecting something from my bank, and it was supposed to take two days, and it's still not here a week and a half later. Oh, yeah. And it's it's not lost. It's it's somewhere in the mail, because they're they're mailing all across the country before it reaches me. And I thought, you know what? I just want my ballot to count. I'm going to go in person. I'll mask up whatever I need to do, wear a face shield, wear gloves. I don't care. I'm going to go in person and vote. You know what's really funny about that? You mentioned that. I'm looking right now. This is called the West End Building, where we where the studio is. Okay. It's on the west side of St. Louis Park. By Just by coincidence, I'm looking at the bill for this month, because I just was sent the bill on by email, right? Okay. Uh, it's straightened away, but um, I got their statement last week, and it had three months' worth of rent on it, because they never got the checks. I mailed them, and they never got them. Oh, wow. So huh. I'm going to have faith in voting by mail yeah. when you can't even get 
No. For two months, you can't get something delivered on time. Like, is there any system in place to verify that your vote has been registered? That would be nice. I have a feeling there's not. California does, but I don't oh, know if every yeah. state is offering that. Well, the other thing, too, is in Minnesota, you can request an absentee ballot, fill it out at home, and then just drop it off at right. your voter yeah, place. You right. can, yeah, so you don't have to, yeah. like, you literally don't have to stand in line. You just go right. give it to them. Yeah. So there is that option, too. It's not like everyone has, it's not like everyone who's requesting an absentee ballot is going to vote by mail. They can they can just bring it there and drop it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think our we're getting, boxes are already up in our park. Yeah. See them. Oh, really? There. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. we're, we're getting hung up on this whole mail-in vote, but I don't, I don't think a lot of people are trusting mail-in. I think they're trusting, That'll I want my right. ballot. Yeah. I want my ballot to be mailed to me so I can fill it out and bring it and make sure that it gets to where it's going. Which you can do. That would be fine. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how long this is going to go on and on and on. Because I, Kristen, let me ask you a question. Because you lean a little bit one way, and uh, you know, not all that severely, however. But does it bother you? Because it bothers me from both Trump and Biden to hear these people talking about the president on one hand and the vice president, the former vice president on the other hand, in very negative terms, it bothers me to hear you say that about the president of the United States or the vice president, former vice president of the United States. I don't want you talking about our leaders like or that. Or just anybody. Like, why? Or anybody, yeah. exactly. Bugging me on all of this, and I, I think we've talked about this before, and I just talked about it with someone. I did an interview with someone on General Hospital. Ageism is the last sort of area we yeah. have not conquered yep. and it's not just hollywood it is in politics it's in the corporate workplace yep. and we do have two very old candidates um and you you know you do start thinking okay maybe trump has another four-year cycle ahead of him but if biden wins does he have eight years in him yeah. and you know he they each have to make sure that they have a strong vice president in place however instead of even worrying about all of this we're saying this guy has dementia this guy had a stroke exactly oh i mean we do need i do think that they both should be transparent about their health i do think that mm-hmm. that's an important aspect just because they're they're over 70 years old however at the same time to be bashing each other back and forth all it does is enforce that ageism is alive and well Co- in i couldn't agree more it's gross I couldn't agree and with you. It is gross. It is gross. It is gross. Because guess what? We all age. Mm-hmm. We are all going to get old if we are lucky enough to stay on this earth and oh, not yeah. pass away early. But that's what I'm saying. Why do we constantly make fun of, like, oh, you're old? And, it's, you know, when you do it when you're younger, but then all of a sudden you get to that age and you're like, oh, 30 is not old. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. You get there yes. and you're like, I don't oh, yeah. even feel 30. No, so you're right. I, I really right. think we need to start reframing it across the nation. I don't care who yep. you are, what we're talking about, but ageism, the more I hear about it, it's disgusting. It gets placed upon women a little bit more than men, especially in Hollywood, but it's, it's playing out in this presidential election as well. We'll take a break. Be right back. Already again, as usual, Kristen's hour flies by. we got one more segment right after this with Kristen Burt. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. 
Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We're rocking out, baby. That's all I know. I'm going to start calling Dan my funky one. My funky one. one. What's going on, my funky one? Hey, funky one. What's Kristen Burt is with us, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about uh, 1958 television. We're talking 2021 movies. We're talking how people have lost their minds and insult everybody. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't care for that. I really don't. They are the president. He was the vice president. Could you be a bit more civil, please? But they just can't. They, they can't, and it's coming from both sides of the campaign. Yeah, it is. I just yeah. saw yeah. a clip with Giuliani, and he is basically diagnosing Biden, saying he's taking Adderall and he's, he has dementia. And finally, one of the Fox News anchors was like, hey, you know what? We're not doctors. We can't be doing this. And I was like, thank you. Just if yeah. you have some reasonable sense. As a reporter, as someone who is, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, but just have some sense um, of how we're handling this election. Yeah, I just don't think it does young people any good to see two guys going after each other like that, and they're thinking, well, this is how it's going to be from now on. Mm-hmm. I just think right. it's a horrible thing. I really do. Yeah, it makes people not trust them or want, agree them. want to vote for them. One of the great ones of all time is in 1984 when Ronald Reagan's age was brought up during a debate with Walter Mondale. And they said, well, what about the age question? That's the way they framed it. Uh, Mr. President, what about the age question? And he said, don't worry about that. There is no way I'm going to use Walter Mondale's youth and inexperience against him. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was, a, see, that's how it should be handled. Try to be clever. How about that? Well, Reagan was, like, always quick with a quip. He was, yeah. So quick he was, with. that's true. I don't know. I just, I really, we've been trying to focus on the morning show a lot more on just, you know, kind of positive stuff and not trying to invent things. But I got up this morning at 3.30. I just woke up early this morning and I looked through the headlines. Oh, my God, everything's wrong. Everything's horrible. Everything's wrong. Everything's a disaster. That's why I just, ignorance is bliss. (laughs) It is. Ignorance is bliss. There's no question about that. But yeah, I, I, so I just, I, I, you look at it and it's got, Jesus, would you all just calm down? I do think it's funny, like stuff like Kamala Harris asked who the best rapper alive is, and she said Tupac Shakur. Who's <laughs> <laughs> not alive? Been dead for 24 years, but you know, it's not that big a deal. Some people think he's still alive. Yeah, that's true. Conspiracy. People think Elvis is still alive. She could be part yeah. of that crew. You never know. What do you mean? Oh, they think he's hiding or something? They do think There's, he's alive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for yeah. Christ's sake. It's like, yeah. the same with like Elvis. Mm-hmm. For, been a, a thing. for a quarter of a century, yep. I've been hiding. Yep. Yep. Elvis is, <laughs> people <laughs> think Adolf Hitler is still alive. Oh. Yeah. They be think what, he's left to, like, Brazil or something. <laughs> That's pretty much impossible theory, but, yeah. you know. But yeah. people just, they can't, 
I think it's just because they see people like that as like legendary figures. Yeah, so that's they're true. Not so human. they're immortal. They're not human, yeah. so they don't die. So you know, they're all alive on the flat Earth. Yeah, exactly. One of my favorites of the Kamala Harris thing was, and she realized it immediately. I think I'm not sure, but she referred to Ruth Bader Ginsburg as the notorious B.I.G. She meant R-B-G, and she said B-I-G, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Well, like, you know, she was, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was kind of a badass, so I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but she wasn't notorious. No, she was not notorious. She was famous, no. but not notorious. Well, she, That's she was very famous, true. and she was, you know, she was a good judge. Was she a person of note? Yes. There you go. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Well, you you know, even if you don't agree with her positions um, on the Supreme Court, you she definitely broke glass, shattered glass ceilings. Oh, God, yeah. yes, she absolutely yeah. did. There is uh, no denying any of that. And don't you love the fact that it was a woman who's about one foot tall? <laughs> I think yeah, that she was so tiny. tiny. She, she was small tiny. but mighty. She what? Small but mighty. Yeah, she was small but mighty. That's <laughs> yeah. a good way to put it. It's true. She was very, very tiny in uh, RBG. She, she has two movies about her. It's RBG and there's another one uh, the, the Ruth, just called Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I think. It was not... the documentary, and then there was yeah. a scripted series, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So we shall see how that all works out. I, because I tend to be centrist, I don't really have a dog in this fight. If Trump wins, oh, fine. You could be like The Rock, though. The Rock is a centrist, and he endorsed Biden this he, year. Yeah, except for you know why he did it? Because he's in Hollywood? Because of China. Oh, Oh, the box office. Oh, I think yeah. that's the same Disgusting answer. Disgusting pig that he is. Here's a man with no talent whatsoever as an actor who's become a billionaire, but that's not enough money for him. Now he's going to kiss China's ass by picking their guy. Like, what do you? What is wrong with you? Ugh. I like The Rock. I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally do, too. I do, too. Well, he can't I'm act. Sorry. He can't act at all. You know that. No, but he's Nobody's probably funny. the only action star that I'll go funny. and buy a, a movie ticket to. I just find yeah. him charming on screen, even though it's just The Rock being The Rock. And, and he's, he's very... This generation's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he's very yeah, sweet with true. his little daughter. Oh, my gosh. He no, posts the cutest stuff that. with his daughter on Instagram. The problem yeah. we have is there's a thing that, and Andy, you, I think you've you and I have talked about this before, that soft totalitarianism that's coming our way. Basically, um, the very, very wealthy in the United States are going to end up running this country, and we're all going to get handed our ass. It's already been stated that our children and then their children are going to make less money than we make right now. You know how you talk how destitute those people are going to be if that's because we already right now barely make our bills in America. Mm-hmm. So if our children make less, and then their their children make less than them, and it's all going to be because of people like Jeff Bezos and all these disgusting sons of bitches that everybody just loves. What's that? Bill Gates. He's another one. That Jack. What's his name? Jack Ramsey. I don't know who that is. Guy who owns Twitter. Oh. Oh, Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. Yeah, yeah, Jack Dorsey. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark yeah. Zuckerberg. Yeah. These people are disgusting, and they're going to be the ones that end up running our government. They are. If we continue down this road, we're screwed. Uh, this is not well, a new Facebook phenomenon. Facebook has obviously no. nope. played a part. What played a part? Of Facebook. Mm. With all the ads and... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's, that's been proven. That's not even a conspiracy theory. So I have a question for you. I can't remember the guy's name. It's not necessary. It's just so ridiculous. You know how Twitter is uh, removing all these tweets that they find offensive or untrue? Mm-hmm. Some guy, and he's some psychopath out there, 
some African-American nut job. I don't know what the guy, but he, he posted a tweet that basically said that uh, Amy Coney Barrett adopted two black children so she could enslave them. Oh, God. And they oh. kept the tweet up there. They didn't take it down. Hmm. So that's what we're up against right no, now. That's not fair. I was like, you, again, you, can, you don't have to agree with her politics. No. Obviously, yeah. her two adopted children from Haiti are probably having a very good life. In yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been to Haiti. It is, that is a tough, tough place. Oh, God, yeah. It's not, not a nice place. A good place. No, you have to. I, honestly, I, it, I had like PTSD coming back from there. And I spent, <laughs> it, it took like a month that you compartmentalize what you see. Yeah. Because it's yeah. so tragic right. and sad. And then you start thinking about it because you're able to go home and you start realizing what you saw. You were seeing animals starving and they would scream at you like an animal, like a goat, to feed them. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It, that must be unsettling. Oh, it's so well, unsettling. Yeah. All of those little little island countries like that. They're like yeah. Honduras and all the all yep. those little tiny Caribbean beautiful islands. Beautiful people. Most yeah. beautiful spirits and they they live through so much tragedy. How about yeah. if I fly in, I just get out of the uh, taxi, go, Don't you people have a street sweeper? And then head back to the airport. Right. What do you think? I don't think that would help anything. No, it's not gonna help anything. <laughs> like a great and does that make you feel good, Tom? Does that make you feel good? <laughs> Do you feel edified? Do you feel edified? Are That's you happy so, with yourself? We're at the end of our show. We have one oh last God. question for okay. Kristen. Last question for Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. Wendy wants to know what you thought of when Carol got voted off and said that she can't wait to go home to her husband. <laughs> oh, oh, Carol Baskin so got voted off? Yeah. Carol Baskin yeah. got voted off. And Kristen, you were wrong. And we knew that the Dancing with the Stars was running out of cat themes for her. Mm. I think, you know, listen, everyone was like, ha ha, she killed her first husband. Now she's going to go home to her, her second husband. But I think, and I think we've talked about this, I'm like, if this woman killed her first husband, it's awful that ABC put her on this show. Right. If she didn't, it's awful that a documentary accused her or made it look like she did. So right. only yeah. time will tell through all of this, but... She seemed to be a really sweet lady who's very passionate about cats and has um, a very sensitive heart. And uh, she danced okay. <laughs> That's the big uh, couple's Halloween costume this year. What? Joe Exotic and Carol oh Baskin. Oh, for God's Do it. Go sake. for it. Oh, God. That's so embarrassing. I know a couple that's going as them, and they have two kids that are going to be tigers. Okay, oh, that'll be cute. My friend Johnny and his wife, and it was his wife's idea, by the way. This was in 1975. Johnny and his wife went out uh, with their children for, for Halloween, and then they went to a Halloween party. He, uh, she went as dressed as a brick. <laughs> what did her husband go dressed as? She, she's a brick. I was going to say house. <laughs> what was he dressed as? She's a brick. You ready? Yeah. A brick layer. Oh, my oh God. God. Oh, that's... Oh. <laughs> yeah, and really? That's, it's just like the, the wife funny. that goes as the pumpkin. And who is the guy? Uh, Peter. Peter, pumpkin oh, eater. Pumpkin eater. Oh, God. oh, God. Okay, I gotta go home now. <laughs> I gotta go. fold up the tent. Jesus, take by the, the wheel. Way, by the way, Kristen, we, we uh, Andy and I dress our animals up too. Yes, we do. Daisy's a dinosaur every year. Dinosaur. 
was going to say, love it. Birch is always a pumpkin. We, dress, we dressed Cassie up as a pirate for basically as long as I can remember. Yeah. Our two cats this year, Nora is pretty devilish, so she's get, she gets devil wings. Yeah. And Hobbs gets candy corn necklace, mm-hmm. which he'll love. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. <laughs> well, problem, I mean, yeah. it's the only thing he'll tolerate because it's on his neck. <laughs> We and not on his a, head. We tried to do a lion last year, and he was just man, oh God, flipping was, out. Not imagine. That, no. Cannot imagine <laughs> oh, honestly, that went over well. This is absolutely true. Cassie, uh, not Cassie, no one with Cassie. Jude, our current dog, hates wearing a costume so much. I basically at our old house found him up in the sea, up up in the attic trying to hang himself. God was he depressed. <laughs> yeah, he's, my mom's he doesn't got a, like it. My mom's got a lizard costume for him. And he's just Bella. Like, oh, he got so depressed. Oh my God, Bella like, wouldn't really? move. She Bella was a, just yeah, Bella she was a, wouldn't move. She was a lobster every year and was just like <laughs> she went rigor mortis <laughs> as soon as you put it on her. See, this is what we should be talking about. What our animals are going to go for yeah. at Halloween. I need to find something for I had May. to throw that in because she, she said she was crazy yeah. and she's not. No, we're she's all not in crazy. it with you, we're all, we're all in this together. Yeah. Shoulder to shoulder, Kristen. That's all we have to say. Shoulder to shoulder. I love it. All right, young lady. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. That is going to do it with the family. Yeah.